That's right, folks. It's time for the Nerdy Point of View podcast, where we explore the nerdier side of life via random topics that we come up with and discuss for your entertainment. I'm sorry. I just, oh, God. I, just really... I thought like it something cut out on my end there. Now what? That gave me like heart palpitations. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> like, what's happened? Oh, I am one of your hosts, the literal worst, Brian Penaloza. With me today is the pun master herself, Carrie Lyons. I'm the punkin master. Oh. That's where we needed that long silence. Right there. (laughs) And of course, we have the villain of the show, Martin Franklin. Hello, everyone. Welcome. I'm I'm afraid that like kind of I, I feel like I'm learning something from you now. I need to implement these like long pauses in my monologues, I think. Um just to really build the suspense when they're waiting for that train to hit, you know? Just like, what's he gonna say? Well, the the great thing about doing it on a podcast, and it's kind of a dick move, but it's been done to me enough times that I feel okay doing it at least once in a while, <laughs> is when you're listening to it and you're not looking at like the phone or anything like that, it's like did oh. did my app stop working? Did the did the show stop? What what happened? Yeah, is yeah. it buffering? Is it... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was my fear. I thought my laptop went back into sleep mode again. <laughs> Uh, don't forget, we are also sponsored by DiceBard. Go to DiceBard.com and check out their outstanding selection of dice. They've got glow-in-the-dark dice for just 10 bucks. My favorite set of dice, the rainbow dice at 20 bucks. And if you like metal, they have you covered there as well for just a measly 25 bucks. Plus, many more styles and colors. DiceBard has everything you need to play Dungeons & Dragons if all you need is dice. And of course, don't forget to use the discount code NERDY. That's N-E-R-D-Y for free expedited shipping on your order. And with that, we're going to jump into topics... And we are actually going to lead with with one of mine. And all I'm going to say are two words. And then I'm just going to let all hell break loose with just these two words. All right. Are you guys ready? Uh, I'd say ready. Pumpkin spice. Go. (sighs) Well, it definitely gave us our pumpkin to talk about. Bring on the silence. I feed off it. I mean, normally I'm behind you with this, but I can't condone that. <laughs> that one, That's that okay. one felt really forced. Do you know yeah. what isn't forced? Uh, speaking of Dice Bar, Dice Bar with their new drinking horn coffee mug, only twenty five dollars would be perfect for having your pumpkin spice latte out of. Um, That's true. And you like that? <laughs> I will. I will say, pumpkin flavored beverages are delightful. Uh. Now, please don't use Dice Bar's merchandise for that crap. <laughs> please, it's just an insult to them. No, the problem is, I don't really have much to give you. I've never had a pumpkin spice anything. What? Ever. Whoa. What? It's not huge here. I mean, it's getting big, don't get me wrong, but I've avoided that somehow. I've never had one. Maybe tomorrow, maybe I'll go out and I'll get one. Um, <laughs> that's not don't very much that. use right now. No? I'm sensing yeah. the lines have been drawn here. Okay. here's the thing this is one of my favorite times of the year and one of the reasons why is all the pumpkin flavored goodies come out and i'm such a basic white girl when it comes to this stuff and i'm not afraid (laughs) to admit it not afraid i have sitting on my counter right now i have pumpkin flavored chocolate chip cookies and pumpkin flavored like white chocolate cookies and i'm gonna tell you right now they're delicious you haven't even tried them so you don't even know yeah, they have pumpkin in them. Enough said. The only thing good out of a pumpkin is the pumpkin seeds to eat. You roast okay. them, put some salt on them. Mm. But to play advocate here, did Brian not try pineapple on pizza? Touche. 
So, I mean, maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe you need to try a cookie. I'm you know just... what? On air, right now, <laughs> I will grab one of these goddamn pumpkin spice cookies. Beautiful. And I will try one, but I can almost guarantee that B will be finishing it for me. <laughs> you get my dirty pumpkin leftovers. <laughs> oh, God, they smell horrible. Okay, we're really just living in this moment right now. Oh, yeah, this is happening. And I'm going to try the white chocolate chip ones because I'm hoping Good. like that can make up for the rest. The sweetness but, of all the right. white chocolate. And I apologize for the echo there. But uh, you're going to hear Carrie twice for a little bit there. Oh, wow. That's some. Oh. Is that some pumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give I'm us. I'm kind of torn on this, to be honest. So it's a cookie, and I love cookies, and I love white chocolate. Mm-hmm. But it has this like distinct aftertaste of pumpkin that I'm just... But I will take another bite. So that's saying it's not the okay. worst thing in the world. It's better than the lattes anyways. So. Right. Have you so ever had 10? Um, what? Out of 10, though, if you were to rate this. Mm, you can see my face right now. I'm like, seriously contemplating this, guys. This is the most serious I've gotten about really a cookie much. ever. How is it on the nose? Like, you know, like, give me like a wine bait, like wine tasting level review. <sighs> I mean, it, it, it's not as strong, again, as uh, scent as the beverages. It has a very sweet... It's more appealing, I will say that. I don't have the words because I really don't want to admit this isn't the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> it sounds like it's saved by the chocolate. Is that? It's definitely we're... saved, yeah. I think that's the saving grace to this cookie. And that these cookies are just delicious in general. But... I don't know if I would put my own uh, or spend my own money on these, but I would probably okay. steal one from someone else. Okay. Now, here's my question for everybody. Has anybody ever, aside from me, had a pumpkin beer? No. No. That sounds interesting. People you need would... to stop putting things in my beer. <laughs> you would think feel... that it wouldn't be good, but it is, in fact, quite tasty. No, I feel like Dennis Leary right now when he was uh, had that bit about coffee where he just tries to get coffee flavored coffee, but everywhere has hazelnut or vanilla or some bullshit. No, just leave my beer alone. I want beer flavored beer. <laughs> but it's it is beer flavored beer with a hint of pumpkin. Oh, just the hint of yeah, just it's, it's there. Just now there the are background. some pumpkin flavored beers that you really get that like squashy aftertaste, which isn't bad. It's mm. not bad. But some of them are more of like a spiced beer, which is also not bad. It's great for, uh, say, eating a, a pumpkin flavored cookie with. Mm. I just I I will always try something once at least. But I just have to stand that I just like my like I don't like fruit flavored beer. I don't like whatever these flavors are coming out of the woodwork suddenly. I just like to sit down, have a nice either dark ale or red ale, and just enjoy it. If I wanted something pumpkin, I will reach for a cookie now. I mean, it's progress. It's, it it's getting there. It but, is. see, I like I like pumpkin flavor. Like, pumpkin bread is probably one of my favorite things on planet Earth. Ugh. Oh, it is so good. Especially the top of the pumpkin bread where it's like almost like, almost like caramelized on the top. 
uh, you just get that that really rich pumpkin spice flavor or or um, the big uh, they're like giant cheese danishes. But instead of the cheese in the middle, it's pumpkin spice. Oh, God. I really it feel is like I'm missing out. It is a great time to be alive. Like the when it starts turning fall here uh, about mid-September, when all the pumpkin stuff starts coming out, uh, it is a great time to be alive. The only thing that doesn't make any sense to me is pumpkin is really a fall flavor. But it only lasts through pretty much October. After October, it's like they forget pumpkins exist. But let's face it, November, especially in the States, you know, uh, with Thanksgiving and everything, like squash and pumpkin is still a big deal. So why they don't have pumpkin spice throughout November? I mean, it's a it's a fucking travesty. It's a crime against humanity. <laughs> I have to I just realized what this cookie reminds me of. The only way I've ever been able to eat pumpkin pie is if I literally have like a mound of whipped cream on top of it like just to overwhelm pretty much that goddamn pumpkin taste to it and that's what this reminds me of like i just pretty much overwhelm the pumpkin with sugar right. now martin you've had pumpkin pie before right no so i'm what? not lying when i say to you i've never had anything pumpkin based it's just not something that's like i don't think it's a uk thing maybe it's just a me thing but i feel like pumpkin it's just not maybe it's just not big here. I don't know why. Can it's I, definitely can getting you, bigger. But. Can, can I ask you a personal question? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Why does the UK suck so bad? <laughs> <laughs> well you say that, but like it's it's a pretty I don't know, it feels like I've not noticed the absence of pumpkin, let's put it that way. Um However, like I say, it is getting bigger and I think a lot of coffee shops suddenly now do advertise pumpkin spice a lot more. Um Again, it's a very like month long thing, and then it disappears. I mean, I guess they grow pumpkins and stuff here. It's just it's not it's not in our repertoire. I don't know why, but I think that's just the Halloween thing. Halloween's suddenly getting bigger, and it's just not. It never used to be massive here either. So um, again, I'm definitely intrigued. I <laughs> know why do we hate fun? I you know, know. we've been like... through this. Like the queen sucks the fun out of the whole like UK, <laughs> and that's how she stays immortal. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, long live the queen. And no, it's that. just that yeah, yeah. the rest of our year is already frightening in every sense of the word. <laughs> we don't need to celebrate a holiday based on it. Um, but no, I, I mean, generally, I don't really know why. I mean, unless it is like a me-specific thing and I've just missed it. Because I know over the last couple of years it has gotten bigger. And the last couple of years it's on me that I haven't tried it. I think this year I'll go out of my comfort zone. I'll try pumpkin spice for sure. Um but then I normally just drink my coffee black, no sugar, no milk. Just well, I'm not even bit. talking about coffee, though. Like, yeah, pumpkin pumpkin lattes and shit like that are good. I enjoy a good pumpkin spice latte. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. But, like, pumpkin muffins, pumpkin bread. Like, yeah, that's definitely not a thing, though. Like, the lattes and stuff make it, but nothing else really makes it, I don't think. Um, it's not. It's just not in our um, in our nature. I don't know why. Yeah, no, just be thankful for it. I mean, I mean yeah, between Cluedo and no pumpkin spice, <laughs> I really just never feel like going to the UK ever. No, no, no. Like we've got we've got lots of good things. I can't think of any of them right now, but we do. <laughs> um, so it's definitely worth a visit. Just not at this specific time of year. Um, or many others. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's wonderful. Definitely come and visit the UK. I mean, you guys um, hate Halloween. You hate pumpkin. No, we love Halloween. I think we you just tend sunshine. to prefer 
I think Halloween for us here is not like going out in the streets trick-or-treating. It's putting on a really shitty costume and watching scary films in a dark room. Like, maybe not even the costume thing. Um, trick-or-treating is such a bizarre thing to talk about. It, like, it kind of, every now and then, it makes, like, a start here. And then everyone's like, but careful, your kids might be kidnapped. And everyone goes like, oh, yeah, let's not do that thing. Um, <laughs> because there's the chance, I guess. Um and yeah, I don't know. We we um we're just very antisocial, I guess. I mean, the trick or treating <laughs> thing, like me, this is me. The trick or treat, uh, trick or treating thing is like whatever, you know. Okay, you do it, you don't do it, whatever. But Halloween's so much more than walking around and getting candy from strangers. Which when right. you say that out loud, yeah, right, really... you can see why it's an issue here. <laughs> but like you know, like just going to a, a dumb party in a dumb costume and drinking your face off and. That has 100% made it. Yeah, that's a thing here for sure. Okay, you sound super bummed about it though. Like, you're like, yeah, I mean. No, no, that's just my voice. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> I promise I'm excited about it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, but but generally the pumpkin spice thing, maybe it is just me, but I don't, I don't feel like it is. I think apart from lattes, we just don't get a lot of other pumpkin based things. And I'm wondering if it's just a crop thing, you know? Like, they're definitely grown here, but I don't think it's, like, in the same level as maybe you have there. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it's not like in America we're just, like, pumpkin farmers here or some shit, and we just throw pumpkin no, you know, into everything like, at one point of the year. It's corn. It's maize for the rest of the year, and then, like, for the month of October, it just switches to corn. Like, that's it. Not corn. Sorry, my brain. Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, fucking joke's on you, because if you go to a pumpkin patch, they have corn mazes, so we do it all. <laughs> Keep that basis covered. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So in, in Canada, is pumpkin spice a huge thing in Canada as well? Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, you say unfortunately like someone's like holding a gun to your head and forcing pumpkin-flavored things into your mouth. Yeah, guys, don't be fooled. He actually is right now. The <laughs> yeah, whole time is. I was eating that cookie, he's like, eat it like it i mean i don't but really no. care that much to be honest if other people eat it, that's just more fucking pumpkin shit for me to eat but yeah yeah i, I need to try okay. it put the gun away you you like do i 100 percent need to you try pumpkin based things in fact next time i go to the shop i'm gonna see how many pumpkin spice flavored things i can find um if i find many i'll post about it on twitter but i've got a feeling i'm not gonna find that many over here all um, you need to find is one and then you'll be converted to the proper <laughs> side of the I'll argument here. Okay. I'm very on the fence right now. I, I I can imagine it being good, but also I feel like it might be one of those flavors that's just like, I just don't need it, you know? How dare you, sir? How dare you even <laughs> suggest that that's an option? And I say that as someone that had a pizza that half of it was Hawaiian the other day. I had half a Hawaiian, like, barbecue so sauce, happy. don't get me wrong. So it's not properly Hawaiian, but... Um, yeah. No, that's know. the right way to have it. Yeah. Excellent. If you're interested in the wrong things. So the guy who actually liked it? It was fine. <laughs> I mean, it is fine, right? Like, yeah, it's one of those. There is... Yeah. It's it's like Carrie was saying about like the pumpkin cookies. I would not go out of my way to like go buy one. But if it was here, I'll, I'll have a slice. All right. That's Definitely. fair. I can accept that. Actually, I don't think I'm going to finish this cookie, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a big cookie. I know, and it's still sitting in front of me, and now, like, I just got this aftertaste of pumpkin pie, and it's just, yeah, no. 
Oh, you're just living your best life over there and you just don't even know it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I'm just, I, yeah, I have no words about that, except you're wrong. <laughs> I do love how these flavors, though. I think you do get flavors that just, I don't know, for some people they're just like so quintessential, but for other people it's like, what are you talking about? No, get them away from me. Okay, so let me ask this. Um, since pumpkin spice is a thing in America and Canada and not really in the UK that you noticed, do you have like a particular like fall flavor that comes out during the fall? Like is it pumpernickel or some fucking bullshit? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, the only thing I can specifically say that like brings any evocative memories to me is the smell of. So we have a thing called bonfire night over here, which is the 5th of November. And it is the anniversary of when Guy Fawkes tried to blow up Parliament. Um, the documentary Viva Vendetta uh, <laughs> documentary uh, absolutely all happened um, goes on about that and so the, the only thing that I think really evokes like autumn or kind of fall things for me is the smell of like bonfires or like that kind of like smoky smoky air like it's a very cold air and it's kind of smoky but I don't think there's any flavors flavors don't really kick in until like the run up to Christmas um and then it's just chocolate. Just chocolate. <laughs> now, that's the first thing from the UK that I actually can stand behind. Like, I love oh, really? the sounds of this bonfire night. Bonfire night is great. If I can ever have you guys over here for bonfire night, I will unfortunately miss it this year. I'm leaving the country three days before bonfire night, which is quite a sad thing for me. Um, we make human effigies uh, start and then burn them. <laughs> it's a thing that happens in 2018. Uh, still um, we have fireworks it's a whole thing it's basically like your 4th of July but when it's cold and dark um, and well it kind of just is Britain all the time but uh, it's colder like all... and darker isn't it like that all year round in the UK though <laughs> yeah it, it's pretty close I just love that you guys celebrate terrorism by blowing shit up <laughs> yeah, it's a weird holiday let's be real so many holidays are weird though if you start objectively looking at holidays you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> so, just... <laughs> so is that why in the UK you guys are constantly objectively looking at holidays so that you never fully enjoy any one of them? Yeah, you've got to have that slight air of criticism, you know, like <laughs> just in case there's something wrong with it. You don't want to be enjoying it too much. Yeah, um, but people just need an excuse to celebrate. And they're just like, yes, I don't care what it is. Let's do it. Definitely. Like, I, Especially Canada. Oh, God, yes. Like in Canada... I don't know if you guys have this, and honestly, we pay so little attention that I don't even know if it's like February or March. But we, like, the government <laughs> needed to put like a provincial holiday in that month, so they're just right. like, "Yeah, Family Day." Amazing. Yeah, and I, I've, I don't know one person who actually celebrates it aside from just getting like a day off work, and they're just like, <laughs> "Yeah, I don't care, let's do this." But uh, yeah, yeah, like what you really couldn't come up with something better than Family Day. I mean, you say that, but we literally just have bank holidays. Like, they don't even have names. They're just, <laughs> it's just, ah, uh, have a bank holiday. Just take the day off work. It's fine. And then most of you end up working anyway because it's retail and you don't get the same holidays as everyone else. But, um, family, day, at least family day is kind of like they've tried, <laughs> I guess. Like, uh, yeah. Family? Spend time with your loved ones? No. Let's well, not. <laughs> no. <laughs> let's avoid that you see, in america every day is family day so we don't Aww. need to call it out special so wholesome 
Yeah, that's us. We're wholesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're wholesome. Oh, God. Speaking of things that are ridiculous. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Carrie. Yes. You have a topic. Uh, I do. It's going to be out and of this world. It could be, or it could be created in this world. Because. Very dun, dun. No, I'm not going to get into that. Um, what is an anime, comic book, or cartoon that you'd like to see turned into a live action film or series? I could take the lead mm. on this one, give an example. Yeah, what is yours? Let's go yeah. to one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's a series called Blood Plus, And even though that the original animated movie that it was based off of, Blood the Last Vampire, upon doing some research the other night, I did find out that that was turned into a live action adaption. Live action, whatever. I like that. That was great. <laughs> and, uh, but I've always wanted to see the actual series Blood Plus turn into a series. And it pretty much takes place in Okinawa City and follows uh, Saya Otanashi, an anemic girl who lived an ordinary life with her adopted family until uh, one day she was attacked by this bat-like creature that feeds off blood. She comes to find out eventually, because I don't want to give everything away, that her blood is a weapon against these creatures, and with the use of a special katana, an innate ability to fight, and a somber sidekick bound by blood named Haji, she must rid the world of these creatures while also struggling to regain her memories of who or what she is. Hmm. really good series like if you're into anime and this kind of sounds interesting to you i really encourage you to check it out because i absolutely fell in love with it do not watch blood sea it is bullshit and it sucks <laughs> okay so just to clarify blood plus is that the one you said yes okay blood plus excellent i've written that down i will check it out She's actually like a D&D &D character I've always wanted to create, but nice. I didn't know how could I apply that to kind of the rules of D&D &D because like it's her blood that will actually cause these creatures, uh, the undead, to crystallize and just kind of like collapse or explode. And like so her actual blood is kind of her weapon against them. And this katana she uses, she like pricks her thumb on the tip of the blade and it runs through the katana so she, when she slices them with the katana even though yes it's doing damage it's her blood that's actually taking them out so interesting this class literally exists already it's called blood hunter yeah that's seriously like what they do yeah they cut I've been themselves trying... on their blades and it adds extra damage to their attacks Oh my god, with my old D&D &D group, I had been, like, maybe this didn't exist in 3.5, though, so... Oh, no, definitely not. Okay, no. so that this makes sense, Matt then. Yeah, Matt Mercer created it. Oh, thank you, Matt Mercer. I fucking love you. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, yeah, I did already, <laughs> but now even more. But, yeah, so I'm going to have to look into this and possibly make another backup character that I'm going to be super eager to play. Additionally, if you want more inspiration, check out Maria from Bloodborne. She's a boss in Bloodborne. And she does a very similar thing, and she is amazing, and I wish to marry her. <laughs> a fictional character in a video game. Um, yeah. I actually it's, um, yeah, have to restart cool. Bloodborne, because I fucked up at the very beginning, oh, and man, what did you somehow do? threw my weapon away. And oh. I've been going through the whole beginning of the game just slapping people to death. That's not a fun time. <laughs> it's not a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez! Oh man, we need to play. We'll have to play Bloodborne sometime. Just, just <laughs> arrange this mid podcast. But oh, uh, I love that game. Um, it, it's okay. It's I'm fun. definitely gonna check that out. So, 
You definitely do. And I'm going to have to now check out that uh, class because holy shit, I'm excited. It's on DM's Guild? Am I right in saying that? It's a DM's uh, Guild? It might be. Um, but also, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll show you where, where we can find it. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Um, All good Matt Mercer based retailers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you guys? Uh, like, Griff, what would be one for you? Um, mine, weirdly, I think the answer to this was the very first anime I ever watched was Bleach. Have you seen Bleach? Yes. Yes. Um, and turns out Netflix did it. I um, and I watched it, it literally looks... the day before yesterday. Um, it's on our watch list. Yep. It I looks actually, so you know damn good. I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I actually had to pause it to go do some stuff and came back to it and even enjoyed it with that in it. Like, by all accounts, live action anime stuff doesn't always come through so uh, well. No. Let's um, not talk about Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, I mean Death Note. Yeah. It's the one. Death Note. Um, yeah. But no, I I mean it'll be interesting to see what other people think, but personally, it's been a long time since I've seen Bleach. But I really enjoyed it. And I think they got the pacing really well. Like, I really hope they make sequels to it because Bleach is such a huge show. Like, there's so much to it. But mm-hmm. um, the only downside is his hair isn't orange enough. That's the only thing. It needed more orange hair. But um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. That would have probably been my thing. I, would, I think I would like a TV show on that. Um, oh, that would I'll be take, cool. I'll take films. Yes. I think um, it's... Qu- I mean, it's definitely a, like a more casual anime from what I'm aware of. But I mean... it's it's got a lot of episodes. There's a lot of investment in that yeah. show. Definitely. And it, it can be brutal, you know? Like, I think it's one of the shows that I would like to see come become more mainstream just because it's a main character that, like, generally he always loses first. Oh, kind of thing. God, like, yeah. Right? Like, his and whole thing it, is getting the shit kicked out of him. And yeah, then, pretty much. And somehow yeah. that makes him stronger. And it's <laughs> like, only I kind of like that. that. I associate with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> got some really I got good side characters. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You've got pumpkin. I got pumpkin burps. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's not a fun time. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Bleach would be mine. I think I want to see more than just a film. I hope they develop it into more soon, or at least that a sequel, because they really only tackled a very, very, very small part of the story. It's so so small. Like it's it's not even yeah. It's not even funny how little they have touched in in this thing like i mean that initial arc is is huge so um it'll be really interesting hopefully it does well on netflix and it's really well acted it's japanese voice uh english subtitled you can have it dubbed in other languages but i really like they didn't do an english dub of it um Mm -hmm. so it kind of feels quite true to the to the anime in that sense but did you guys uh, sorry no do go on did uh, you guys see Avatar The Last Airbender? No. Like the... I... <laughs> I think I did, but it's weird. Whenever I think back to it, my brain just has this like weird like pain. But, and I like, can't remember <laughs> it. It's like, I remember the cartoon, but when I try and think of the film, it just hurts. So. I get that. Like It did not get received well. The one like good thing that I can say about it is for people who weren't into anime, like mm-hmm. my brother, for instance, he was able to get really get into it. And when he found out they weren't uh, completing the trilogy like he was really mad at uh 
actually the anime community because obviously the backlash was huge. Right. Uh, yeah. So I am sad that they didn't finish it because if you separated it from the anime, it wasn't a bad film. But there was definitely inaccuracies that they should have uh, rectified before they released it. Like changing <laughs> the character's uh, pronunciation of his name and few details. But I will say that the fighting sequences in it were absolutely beautiful. Oh, see, I can't remember them. I might have to go and rewatch those then. Because um, good choreography is hard, I think, isn't it, in, in live action stuff. So, Oh, God, yeah. Interesting. But, but yeah, they with... did take a lot of hate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. Like, I was really kind of, I was, yeah, sad about it. Like, I didn't like that they had changed things, obviously, but I still would have liked to see it finished because they kind of left you at this huge cliffhanger. That's actually the equivalent. I think that's the anime equivalent of um, the, the Golden, sorry, the North, Northern Lights, Golden Compass, and Amber Spyglass, the His Dark Materials trilogy by Philip Pullman. Mm -hmm. That got, the Golden Compass got made into a film. And then it just got canned and never completed. And I think that's probably my like book to film equivalent of Avatar, like where they just they didn't do it justice, and then it got cancelled because of hate and things. And it's just like you want to see it made, but now it just has a stigma attached to it, so it's mm -hmm. really hard to do. I think. Yeah, I was actually disappointed about the same. Like I watched the first one there, and I I didn't read the book, so I can't really say right. about the inaccuracies. But I enjoyed the film. I mean, it, it was an okay film, absolutely, yeah. It wasn't my favorite by far, but I didn't hate it. But what about you, B? What would be your thing that you'd like to see turn into a live-action film or so, series? I'm kind of torn between two. Um, my initial one is I really, I really do want an Uncharted movie. And Ooh. that and The Last of Us movie have been in kind of like development hell for years and years and years. So I'm not sure we'll ever actually get one. But the one caveat to that is that um, Nathan Villian has to be Nathan Drake. Yes. He, oh, yeah. That's such a good quote. He released released that short uh, little fan film that he made. And mm -hmm. if anybody had any doubt as to whether or not he could tackle the character of Nathan Drake, it was erased. It was so good. And, you know, he made it because for years everyone's been saying, we want an Uncharted movie and we want it with Nathan Fillion. And honestly, like as much as I love the Uncharted source material and I love the character of Nathan Drake, the reason that I want it so bad is because I want a good Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And we haven't had one of those in, in many years. So I, I really feel like that could be a, a cool thing. But mm -hmm. that's just my standard answer. The one thing that I would really like, and it's it's mainly been uh, video game based, but it also was turned into a comic series, is uh, DC's Injustice uh, storyline. And okay. for those who don't know, uh, this isn't really a spoiler because it's kind of at the very beginning of the story. Uh, Superman kills the Joker because the Joker tricks Superman into killing uh, Lois Lane. And I think a child they had. I'm not sure, but definitely Lois Lane. And Superman basically just loses his shit, goes crazy, kills the Joker, and becomes like a warlord, uh, trying oh. to eradicate crime completely. And he essentially turns into Adolf Hitler. I mean, it's oh damn. the parallels are very, very, very clear, including like symbolism and, and stuff like that. And it ends up taking some of the heroes from the DC universe and pairs them up with some of the villains. And some of the villains uh, become 
or sorry, some of the heroes and some of the villains become like Superman's elite uh, officers and stuff like that. And then some of the heroes and some of the villains become resistance and they all fight amongst each other uh, to uh, essentially overthrow Superman. Um, it is one of the few DC storylines that I really got invested in and I really, really enjoyed. And my only problem with them making that into a live action movie is they're probably going to fuck it up. <laughs> real bad yeah dc probably. get your shit together yeah. <laughs> you guys couldn't make a good movie aside from wonder woman i guess uh to save your fucking life uh, maybe reevaluate some shit that's all i'm saying <laughs> i mean i would watch that i'm not to be honest a very big superman fan at all i just never was into him but uh i would watch that well it's it's great because for one superman is the villain there's no doubt about it like he is not the boy scout you know and, and all that shit and Batman is like the leader of the resistance. So Superman's main thing is like capturing Batman because Batman's the one kind of organizing everything because of fucking course he is. But hmm. yeah, I'm not a huge Superman fan either, but it is probably for me the most compelling storyline for Superman um, because it just shows like even even a Boy Scout can get pushed to, you know, kill. And Very once you got a taste of that murder, that tasty, tasty murder. <laughs> sweet sweet murder <laughs> that's We've actually kind of reminds me of those um youtube videos uh called death battle where oh, they kind of like pin know. up different characters from different shows and see who would win based on kind of facts and their history within whatever uh medium they were in whether comic book series or whatever the case may be and they kind of like using those facts actually simulate a battle between the two and one of my favorite ones was actually goku versus superman because the outcome was absolutely typical but i do have some arguments about it that i won't get into <laughs> but uh if people yeah you should definitely check those out because they're really cool to watch sounds a lot like uh deadliest i think it was deadliest warrior um, oh yes which was one of my favorite shows of all time because they take two historical uh, figures in history and mm -hmm. using the like, I mean, because these are real people that they're that they're doing. So using like the weapons that they would have used in the time, the armor that they would have used at the time, their fighting tactics and stuff like that, uh, used a computer algorithm to figure out who would beat who in battle. And then they acted it out. And it was it's pretty cool. Um, I, I specifically remember the Vlad the Impaler one where they show uh, with ballistics gel, exactly what happens to you when you're impaled, and uh, it, it's it's goes right up the butt and right up oh, the damn. mouth. Oh damn! Oh. Well, yikes. basically, they take a. This is horrible, but they take a sharpened stick, um, or really a pole, and uh, they sharpen it at the end, and they start inserting it right up the uh, the ass end mm -hmm. there, and then they lift you up, and gravity actually is what slides you down the pole. It showed like it can come out your shoulder, it can come out your back, uh, but a lot of times it'll come up right right through your neck and right out your mouth. It's awful. Uh, Flat the Impaler was a bad dude, bad bad dude. But a lot of this stuff that he did is is kind of why he's the basis for Dracula. I like yeah. it. I mean, so. I don't like the method. I wouldn't like to experience at all. <laughs> um, okay. But you can, that's you can just appreciate it. Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. an interesting word. From, from a Far distance. distance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but actually, like yeah, whole, like... Um, sorry, carry on. No, go ahead, Griff. No. Um, it's just like that thing with bamboo. Do you remember hearing about that? Where, like, people, they'd suspend you with a bamboo. And yep. then the bamboo grows quickly enough that it 
goes through you and it's yep. just, oh, oh god gives you shivers anyway <laughs> so i do remember that show and i think they did one where it was uh ninjas versus samurai yes Ooh, yes yeah. that was my favorite episode they also did a uh, uh, vampires versus zombies for halloween oh i did not see that one we have to yeah. find it i think it's on it might not be it might be on netflix i'm not sure it used to be oh we can find it it's out yeah. there on the internet somewhere Yes, and we will only watch it legally, of course. Of course. Only via the most legal of watching avenues. Yes. Well, that has been your, your nerdy point of view historical moment. <laughs> <laughs> just just the historical facts with nerdy point of view. Of course. Um, but I had, you know, uh, talking about that kind of stuff gave me some, some realizations about things that I enjoy nice. in life. <laughs> uh, but Martin, I think you had something to say about some realizations. I did. Thank you so much, Brian. Um, yeah, I, I, I have not made many D&D characters. I've mostly DM'd. Um, and so when you DM, you try and make as broad a spectrum as NPCs and things as possible. When making a character, I've noticed that there are a few little traits that seem to carry over from character to character. Or things that I actively try to avoid that happening. Um, so I, yeah, I want to know whether there are any that you can think of, like when you sit down to make your character, or even when you're just role playing your character. What are those little traits, either of yourself or that maybe you aspire to be, or things like that? What do you put into your characters? So I actually have a pretty good one for this. Uh, one thing I noticed with my characters is that all of them, to a, a T, I tend to put a lot of points into their charisma. Uh, mm -hmm. And I always usually try to make characters that can talk their way out of a fight. So or, you know, just kind of manipulate things or trick people like deceive people, you know, whatever. They just their important skill is conversation and talking. And I think I don't know if it comes from just my background in customer service or if it's just that I like to talk. <laughs> I don't know exactly. <laughs> but. I've always gotten much more joy out of the game by subverting combat encounters by talking through them or talking my way out of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that might actually have to do with the fact that whenever it comes to combat roles, my dice just do jack and shit for me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, until you're the DM against your players. Yeah, that's, it's a weird thing that's always been for I since so I've been sure. playing and DMing is like as a player, I can't roll to save my fucking life as a DM. I get all the luck in the world. It's true, though. I, I mean, I've had people offer me, uh, you know, to, uh, the Taco Bell gift cards in order to steal dice from his tray when he isn't looking. <laughs> yeah. I, which, by out. the way, I'm still accepting. I'm still accepting. Any and all Taco Bell. I've got a ton it of dice. It is interesting how you can have different <laughs> dice rolls depending on DMing and stuff, because I 100% have the same, and it's so bizarre, right? Well, and for me, it's the exact opposite, because... When it comes to combat roles as a DM, like my roles are really good, but every other role as a DM, not great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the exact opposite. Oh, weird. But that is an interesting one. So building mm -hmm. characters that try to subvert combat and go that combat route, that would be your like um, your type, your character type, I guess. Yeah, I mean that and like for whatever reason, my character a lot of time ends up coming up with the plans. Uh, okay for whatever reason like I, a lot of times i'll sit back and just like wait to see what everyone's saying and like everyone's like well we gotta do this we gotta do this we gotta do this i'm like okay let's let's make a plan 
And then uh, we end up making the plan. But then I always get nervous because if everything falls apart, then everyone looks at me like I'm the asshole. I'm like, well, yeah, kind of, I guess. <laughs> you did kill your party with an airship. That was not my fault. <laughs> you do that one time and your name gets tarnished. It's well, and that wasn't even a plan. I came up with that on the fly. So <laughs> that's why. why it <laughs> exactly. If we had time to strategize, maybe I would have gone a different way. <laughs> um. So what about you, Carrie? Have you got any re- reoccurring traits? Uh, definitely. I would have to say sarcastic nature. <laughs> and I think this comes into play because it's something I usually in my day-to-day life kind of have to suppress because, for one, I apparently have like a really serious resting bitch face. And so sometimes my humor can be misunderstood as me being actually serious. So, right. like... I kind of started being afraid, like, oh, God, I'm just going to be offending people left and right. Like, my humor can definitely be dry sometimes. So I kind of can tap into that a little bit more with my D&D characters and not have to fear that, like, I'm offending anyone or whatever the case may be, because I can also exaggerate it a little bit more with my D&D characters. True. So, yeah, I think uh, sarcasm and uh, just being a plain sassy pants <laughs> i kind of had to censor myself there yeah it's okay we can swear on this podcast <laughs> i don't know if you know but what no <laughs> oh never sorry the sarcasm PG like, here. leaks through yeah <laughs> um that's interesting it is weird that isn't it how like D kind of sometimes gives you permission to accentuate parts of your personality that real life doesn't let you do god yes it's like it's like it wasn't God. me it was my character what <laughs> right i'm just playing the character guys Jeez. exactly but what are you griff um so i kind of do almost the opposite of what you guys have said whereby i make quieter characters uh because i know i can be i never used to be that talkative but more and more as life goes on i i'm like fuck it and i talk um it's almost like and you so, are on a podcast and you sit and talk for hours at a time. <laughs> right, exactly. It's super it's weird. weird that. It's so weird. Um, so I tend to make characters who are actually socially inept in some way. Because, mainly because I know what it's like to not get the chance to like speak. And so now it's great because obviously we have a platform and we totally get the chance to speak. And I, So I want other people to have that. So I tend to make other characters who step back, I think. And when combat rolls around, I'm there and I'm ready. But I'm not necessarily super forward. The only downside to that is sometimes you play with people who just also want to do the same. Um, And so a lot of my characters tend to be socially inept and awkward, yet still have to do stuff. (laughs) So so they're doing it, but they're pretty bad at it. Um, But I quite like that. It's quite a fun archetype to to play. Sorry, but... um, yeah, and weirdly very melee-based. I, I love magic and stuff more, but I end up, both my rogue and my barbarian, two main boys, are just punchy, stabby guys, um, which is a strange thing to to do. But. In, when you mentioned that, I've noticed that, and I'm playing a cleric now, but I tend to make dual-wielding characters, I've noticed. Like, a lot of oh. times, I'm always taking two-weapon fighting, and, like, I had a... Uh, uh, Damn it. <laughs> I want to call him a warrior, but that's not a fighter, a fighter bard. Yeah. And I had um, a ranger or yeah, 
yeah, ranger. Uh, he was a hunter ranger. Uh, you know, with dual wielding and stuff like that. Uh, I I tend to gravitate towards a weapon in each hand for whatever reason. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Um, I mean, this is slightly off topic, but I suppose to a degree, media does that. Do you think? Because there's always something really cool about like when you're seeing someone in a sword fight on like film or TV or something, and then it's like, wait, they just picked up a second sword. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like mind blown. Um, There's something interesting about thinking about, or I guess seeing fights where you're not using a shield, but you know, you're deflecting and parrying and stuff. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I, I think it's almost more, almost more like a dance, I guess, you know, when you're pairing with swords rather than when you're blocking with a shield, it's just a different kind of movement. There's a lot more grace to it. Uh, and it just looks a lot more impressive. Yeah, if you're taking a shield, you're expecting to get hit. If you're using a second weapon, then that's not really the case, is it? You're expecting to deflect or whatever. It's mm-hmm. um, a more, aggr- not aggressive necessarily, but a more front-footed approach. Yeah, there's one thing actually I just realized that I've never played a character that uses a shield. Interesting. Uh, I quite I- like that. Yeah, I think the idea of, I mean, for one, especially in 3.5, you kind of had, unless you kind of had a feat or whatever the case may be to kind of counteract it, you kind of had more of a disability using a shield. I know it's like supposed to help and everything like that, but when your travels with the weight and everything, if you're climbing, it can definitely be a hindrance to you. Uh, so I think I was kind of dissuaded from ever playing a character that uses a shield and kind of relies on that close combat. Kind of like the I like the more agile style of fighting. That's interesting. So I never played 3.5, so I didn't realize that was the case, that it was actually kind of a negative to have that, almost. Oh, God, there's so many negatives to things like in that game. <laughs> but, I mean, it adds a cool aspect to the game in one regard, but sometimes depending on your group, they can get so bogged down with the rules and details that you just stop enjoying the game. Right. I kind of view it almost as the the difference between Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Um, Just to go back to the Bloodborne thing quickly. Um, Bloodborne has one shield and you very rarely use it. I think it maybe has two shields, actually. Um, Because the idea in Bloodborne is if you take a hit, you attack them back to get your life back. And I think that's maybe what's influenced me as well. I play a dual-wielding rogue. (laughs) And a barbarian yes. with a two-handed uh, club thing, like um, I forgot what it's called now. Uh, Mace? But no, it's um, it's not a morning star either. It's no. no, it's really annoying me. I can't, At the same maul. time, we there say we it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, with a big maul instead. And um, I think even my ro- my ranger, sorry, when I made my ranger was originally going to be ranged, but I went dual wielding as well. So I think I probably share a very similar thing with you guys in that sense. Um, but yeah, or maybe maybe this is just my mind, but I still think if I made a cleric, I would take a shield because that's just how I would view a cleric. I guess you have your own little um, preconceptions of classes and things. Yeah, I mean that's what I did. Like my cleric, he he carries a shield. But D and D is so good, and again, like I mean, I talk about D and D a lot because it is my only frame of reference for TTRPG. I know there are so many more out there, but. The great thing about it is if you go a couple of sessions with that shield and you think, Do you know what, I just think I'd be better off doing this. The next time you're in town or maybe the next time you even fight enemies, you can just 
put your shield down and pick up another weapon instead. And um, I really like how you can kind of challenge your own notions by doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Well, that was a fun topic. Yeah. <laughs> it went it went all over the place, as all our yeah. best topics do. <laughs> So it's the only way, the only way of doing it. I mean, that's that's how we do. <laughs> oh yes. But thank you so much to everybody for hanging out with us today at the Nerdy Point of View podcast. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Captain Sugar Bear. That's at CPT Sugar Bear. Uh, I DM a Taldore stream on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash SoulBearRPG. I'm also on uh, Lost in Time on the same channel at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Saturdays. And soon, very soon, um, every other Monday is going to be a Curse of Strahd uh, comedy D&D game that I will be DMing. And um, we're still working out the details on all of that and like name and everything like that. But that will be at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every other Monday starting October 15th. So make sure to tune in for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, that's about what I'm doing. Uh, Carrie, where are you on the internet and what are you working on? I am on Twitter under the name Shrieky, S-H-R-I-E-K-E-E, and Instagram under the name Carelessly, which is K-E-R-L-E-S-S-L-E-E. And, uh, I have Threads of Fates on Friday and... Holy crap, a bunch of stuff that, you know, you just go to my Twitter. You will definitely see <laughs> what I'm working on. And uh, there will also be a charity stream that uh, Stinkrat Streams and I will be announcing very soon. Okay, oh, for amazing. That. Yeah, very excited. This is to, I guess I can get into a little bit here. It's There was a girl, Claire, I was following uh, for a while now. And she unfortunately... Um, she had a, a lung surgery. She has a chronic illness, and um, she unfortunately did not make it. So you know, she had a foundation to raise for research for her illness, and we would like to raise money to help that foundation. So all of the proceeds that uh, will go towards this charity, like every cent will go towards her foundation. We are not taking anything in return to this. We just want to help out a really great charity and really upset that you know we lost one of our own hmm. so That's sorry to end that on a somber note <laughs> no no like 100 i think we'll all definitely share that and get involved with that so um it's really cool definitely to appreciate you doing it yeah if yeah, anyone definitely. else out there wants to get involved especially you know if you have a chronic illness or you know somebody who does you know we absolutely would love to have people involved with this so reach out to me uh or stink rat streams and we can work this out right on and what about you, Martin? Where are you on the internet, and what are you working on? Um, I am on the Twitters, at Grifolion, G-R-Y-F-F-O-L-E-O-N. Um, come over there, just chat chat shit with me. I'll probably be talking quite a lot about this um, this one-shot and world I'm trying to create at the moment for my new D&D players. And I think by the time this one goes out, I'll only be like three weeks away, so I probably will be doing some streams, but... In a few weeks, I will actually be um, heading to the States for about 12 weeks. So my streaming will drop off. Uh, I'm not, unfortunately, able to take my computer and my monitors and all my stuff in my bags. So, um, But I will still be on the Twitter and everything. So just keep coming, keep talking. Um, uh, check out my Instagram, which is also at Grifolian. And yeah, just generally 
just doing D&D stuff online, I think. That's kind of my jam. Right, right on. on. And don't forget, you can find the show on Twitter as well at NerdyPOV and check out all of our new episodes and our legacy episodes at NerdyPointOfView.com. Make sure to also check out our Facebook page and our growing Facebook community as well. We even have a Discord channel if you're into that sort of thing. Just reach out to the podcast on Twitter and we'll make sure you get that link. Of course, if you liked what you heard today, please, please, please leave us five stars and a review on iTunes. We're a small show. We would like to be a bigger show. We want to get into as many ear holes as possible, and we cannot do that without your help. And with that, we have our community shout out, of course. And this week, we're, it's going out to the Greyhawk channel uh, on Twitter. They're at Greyhawk channel. That's G-R-E-Y-H-A-W-K channel. Uh, they do a ton of awesome D&D shows. Uh, too many to list, really. But make sure to go to their Twitter to check out their show schedule and everything they're working on. And, of course, you can find them streaming at twitch.tv slash the Greyhawk channel, exactly as their Twitter is spelled. Uh, make sure to send them some love. Tell them uh, that we sent you. And, yeah, just spread that good D&D love and all those good vibes. Uh, with that, do you guys have anything else? Uh... Just echo what you said, really. Just keep loving each other. Keep being awesome. Keep sharing each other's content and being cool. And yeah, if you have any thoughts or opinions or want to share your own answers to the questions we had today, feel free to drop into our Discord chat and let us know. Right on. And then I guess with that, we are out. Pretty sure I've done this one already. Pretty sure you have. Yeah. Can't go wrong with a bit of Pink Panther.